We are. Well, how did I just interrupt the best singer of our podcast? You know, accidents happen. <laughs> that just reminds me. I was actually on a plane recently, and I was in um the runner early rows, right? So I'm watching people go onto the plane, and just I was just like looking at them and going, "Huh." Because some people show up. And it was just different clothing, right? Some some of them were dressed up. Some of them have ties. Some of them, imagine wearing a tie on a plane. I feel like it's choking. Um, some of them were in PJs. And some of them were in, like, fancy clothes or just rolled out of bed. You know, whatever those feelings were. But it, what was more interesting to me was how they got to the plane. Like, some of them had were holding your, their head high and excited about the trip. You could tell, you know, so it's, like, standing really straight and tall. And a few people caught, walked in and would like slunch over and avoid eye contact and just look at the number, you know, receipt number and look on the floor and things like that. And then I was thinking, huh, how do we know like our own core values, you know? And I was looking up core self-evaluations. It's like, how do we evaluate our own core self? Like, what if I really cared about um, you know, dressing up and 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 that was my definition of taking care of myself or something, right? But or are you doing it because you feel like you're supposed to? You know, then when you're trying to look at what you value most and you don't like you're evaluating yourself. I don't know, it's not hard to do. <laughs> I mean, I do think so many questions. <laughs> I do think you're biased, but also I think you're the only person who's lived with you your entire life. So if you're really, I mean, trying to be honest with yourself, you probably have the best perspective of your patterns. Yeah, I guess that's true. Or maybe you're not even aware of those patterns, though, because some people could be like, that's not you. Like, yeah, that is. I swear I like I, I like doing that. No, you don't. You know how like the people, your your sisters or you, just your family or mom or somebody, you know, and you'd be like, oh, I really want to be a teacher. No, you don't. That's not you. Right. And you go, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But sometimes they're right. You you become, let's say you're a teacher for a few years. Then you go, I, I yeah, I don't like this. Or some people are like, yeah, I want to be a lawyer. Then they're in school and they go, never mind. I never want to be a lawyer that bad. You know, whatever. Right. But sometimes it just takes you to do something to make you realize you don't like it while other people are like i told you so i knew you weren't gonna like it i know you right mm. what about yeah. those situations? well okay so first of all i don't think what you do is who you are at your core um but second i think you're right a lot of people lack awareness pretty significantly uh, but I think that's part of discovering who you are at your core is trying to become more aware of your value system your strengths and weaknesses character wise um, and maybe how that changes in different environments because our energies feed off of other people's energies. So we can be different people in different scenarios. But like I said, only you have been with yourself the whole time to really have the best concept of who you are. So 
for example, I don't think that I am a jealous person. Um, <laughs> however, there was one relationship I was in where I was jealous all the time. So if you asked that guy if I was jealous, he would say yes. <laughs> if you asked anyone else that I dated, I wasn't really a jealous person. So whose opinion is more accurate? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's true. That is true. And also, what if somebody met you at age five or met you at age 15 or 25, or 35, right? I feel like there's certain values that change when you're five. You know, you may be sleeping past your bedtime. It's like, ooh, naughty, right? <laughs> then, or something that you you value those minutes or, or whatever, whatever you got. Or you're more scared and dependent of your parents because you're financially dependent. You're, you, you can't drive. You, can't, you have no individual um, agency when you're five. So right. you have to value what your household values. I think it's actually, you know what? I'm glad I brought this up <laughs> because with your family, you grew up very religious, right? Yeah. Because you grew up in a very religious household. So when you were five, you believed all that. But when you were, I think, early 20s, you said, right? Yeah. That's when you started questioning it. So what do you really value? You valued religion before and then you valued it less later. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a true sense of self at five i mean you're you're developmentally you start to develop who you are as a person in your teenage years and that's partially why teenagers and their parents fight so much because they are trying to individuate from their parents and separate from their parents and become their own person um, and that's of course a whole journey to figure out who you are and what you're about and what's your sexuality and what's your gender and all of that stuff. That, mm. like, you, know what, you know, I remember in high school thinking that, you know, sharing musical taste was really important. Like, oh, what kind of music <laughs> do you listen to? I can judge you based on that. You know what I mean? Did you date based on that? Be like, wait, how much do you like the Smashing Pumpkins? And do you like Backstreet Boys? <laughs> All right. <laughs> really going to come down to a Backstreet Boys song. It was super important. Um, but, you know, as I got older, like, who the fuck cares? I don't give a shit what you listen to. <laughs> <laughs> what does Sebastian listen to now he listens to quite a variety actually he's surprised me with his taste um, he listens to Spanish music a lot which is understandable oh he, he does likes, yeah he does but he also likes heavy metal which is something I cannot tolerate at all and he likes 80s music which I'm very selective about which 80s songs I can tolerate. <laughs> there goes the judgy. The, yep. the judgy Alicia. Yep. Had I known, we never would have got together. <laughs> <laughs> These kids might not exist. <laughs> if I knew what you listened to, my friend. Oh, that's why we couldn't have dated in high school. It just wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> <laughs> everything works out for a reason um i also taught prior to uh, um 
this podcast, I was like, man, I wonder what core values are. You know what I mean? Like, what is it? Because it feels like it's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when you look it up, it's a lot. It feels like just the characteristics of everything, you know? Yeah. It's like, and also it's like core values in business, core values in family, core values and what, why couldn't core values, like universal core values, you know? Like if you're, um, you know, if you're passionate, wouldn't that be both work and whatever, you know what I mean, right? So it's like, it's there's so many different um, types of core values and things are very, that I think that I didn't think there's a core value, but I looked it up. And when I looked up a bunch of lists of different kinds of ones, romance popped up a couple of times. And I was surprised romance is the core value. I mean, you could be a romantic person or not a romantic person, right? I guess so. But wouldn't that be, I, I just didn't, I just wouldn't have considered that a core value. Like, oh, romance, they have to be romantic. That's a very, that's a core value. I'm, I'm romantic. Like, I think that's, I felt like that's like a sub or that's a, um, a result of being passionate or something, a result of being something, then you are romantic. I don't know that you value love or you value relationships. That's why you're romantic, you know? So that's, I'm very surprised on certain lists that, that people were making or things that I found online. I mean, I think that I value relationships, but I don't necessarily consider myself a romantic. I enjoy romance, don't get me wrong, but I'm not really going out of my way to make sure things are romantic. <laughs> Sebastian's like, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> He's like, See, uh, you suck. Yeah, but if you just took a list, because I just grabbed this list and it was like a list of what, 50 core values. And in, in the list, um, I wasn't swaying towards, you know, business or personal. I wasn't swaying towards one or the other. And I found myself selecting or resonating with things that were very business, you know, very business related. And I realized, man, I, I do love business, you know, like I love, I, I love the challenge of it. Cause I, I went through, I went through like this random list and grit was a big one, you know, mm-hmm. um, achievement was a big one um integrity honesty you know trust and resilience was a big one so i was like oh and and leadership right but leadership i don't see it like being like the manager something owner something ceo it it wasn't that it was leadership was like a person that um could you know watched out for the whole group that oh that led the group that that um you know had the I don't know, it just had the foresight and had the responsibility and the integrity, I don't know, for taking care of a group, whether it's taking care of a group in business or taking care of a group personally. I think that sounds like you understand leadership. (laughs) I hope so. Uh, Um, I think that's the way leadership should be. I I don't think that we should just think of it as a position of power. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you were okay, so what would your core core values be? I don't know if you have a list in front of you, but I do. You know, it, oh, okay, okay. Which one resonates with you? Okay, so let's see. I would say that I am humble, uh, mm. cooperative, um, reasonable. Mm. 
<laughs> all related related values this makes sense keep going um non-judgmental or open-minded um respectful optimistic um empathetic realistic great therapist yeah i am sounding like a therapist aren't i <laughs> i think it's great <laughs> Uh, responsible, um, a person that gives praise, generous. And also just to, uh, just to emphasize, I don't think one core value is more important than the other. You know, it might not resonate with one person or another, but I don't think one core value, like how can you say, um, you know, I guess positivity is more um, important than dependability or yeah. reliability or honesty or passionate or loyalty, you know, like yeah. it's, it's so different. You can't even put them on the same line. This is, this is why I tell my clients like the collection of assets that you have or the collection of values that you have is going to be unique to you. And that's, what's going to give you unique value in this world because nobody else is going to have that exact combination of values and nobody else is going to have your exact perspective on any given situation. So therefore you're going to have value just because of how unique and nuanced you are. No, oh, that's really cute. Especially <laughs> when, when you're struggling with evaluating yourself or you're struggling with real uh, wondering what your value is in life if you just go to your core values and you realize it's it, like flipping the flipping um the question saying how what makes me valuable versus what do i value yeah right because what when i say am i valuable that i'm trying to make it seem like am i worthy for other people mm -hmm. but when you say what do i value it's like you the importance comes to you what the choice is yours i think that's really important to remember yeah and like you were saying passionate right well mm -hmm. what you said you're passionate about business i'm obviously passionate about relationships i think i said but what if you were passionate about the environment or passionate about animals or passionate about whatever we need people to have different passions because that's going to help us as a community. You see what I'm saying? So mm. you can't say it's better to value or be passionate about relationships than it than it is to be passionate about animals. No, we need people to care about all of the above. <laughs> that is very true because yeah, and it and I just look at sometimes when you just turn to nature. And it gives you all the answers, you know, because mm. if you look at nature, right, the, the soil plays a role, the roots play a role, the plant plays a role, the air plays a role, the sun plays a role, everyone plays a separate role. And without any of those things, this entire earth wouldn't exist. So just being proud of your role. And sometimes it doesn't have to be CEO or, or president or whatever, head of something. And, you know, you, you don't have to be in charge all the time. Um, I think playing a role of, of anything, like if you are the best, I don't know, stamp collector ever, 
that's cool. Yeah. Just I remember do meeting a girl once who said, um, oh, I could never be my own boss. I wouldn't be motivated. I definitely <laughs> need I definitely need to have a boss to feel like I I have to go to work kind of thing. And oh, yeah. I thought I thought about that and I was like, perfect because I need employees. <laughs> yeah. But and it makes honestly, it makes perfect sense because and, and my my sister actually said that because uh, she's a pharmacist and she does very, very well. And she she just works really hard and she's really smart and she memorizes like a million of these, you know, like chemical um chemical names period you know mm-hmm. um and then their root and then their stem and what they mean and blah blah and um my mom's like how come you don't open your own pharmacy she went oh hell no <laughs> she's like i'll help you you know i put it down for i'll help you um start it and she went no 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 i could never do my own thing like that that's that scares me more than motivates me i'll never do that you know i i, I want to work for somebody um they has to want to yeah. And she says she wants to just go home and she doesn't have to be on the clock, you know? And, and I think that's a really great point because I, you and I, you know, if something goes, you know, break, uh, breaks the office or break, breaks in, you know, at the office, we're both going to have to wake up any time of the day, night, day, whatever, drop everything to go to that office to figure it out. My sister was like, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to punch out and be done with the day until yeah. I have to punch back in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember my therapist actually telling me once that she wasn't a risk taker, and I was like, "Oh, I, I, I." That took me back a little bit. I was like, "Oh, oh my goodness, you're not a risk taker." I'm such a huge risk taker, and that's uh-huh. one of my my core values and and my, I guess you could say, personality or or who I am as a person. I am a risk taker. And, but we can't, everybody can't be a risk taker. We can't all be explorers on the ship. Somebody has to stay back home and uh, keep farming the land. (laughs) You know what I mean? But not just that. It's like, it's not good or bad to do that because honestly, there's times when I look at my sister's life and she works, you know, for, for 12 hour shifts and she gets three days off and I look at her life and go, oh, I get no days off. You know, like I'm, or I'm constantly working. I'm at vac. When I'm out on vacation, I have to bring my phone and I have to make sure I have an international plan with unlimited talk and text and data and whatever. Because I'm, con- I'm always. I wake up checking my email. I'm sending out these things. I'm there when everything happens. Even if I physically am not there, I'm, you know, mentally there. And it's, and sometimes I'm really jealous that yeah. like. Dude, you get three days off of some days. She she doesn't even take uh, PTO on certain weekends because you could do four days in a row and then, and then um, get three at the end of the week. Then that following week, get the three beginning days off and then do four days after that, right? So you get six days in a row off. Yeah. I work with a lot of uh, medical professionals and they, they're like, oh, yeah, I can have a week and a half off without taking any PTO. And I'm like, Damn. They could travel, yeah, literally they could travel every other week. Like yeah. every two to three weeks, you could be on vacation for a week and a half. It's insane. And that it's just the way that they, you know, uh, uh, like, I guess um, 
put the block off their time or put it together, rearrange your schedule because they're doing 12 hour days. And I think about it. I do 12 hour days all the time. And sometimes like, <laughs> that's dude. my norm. <sighs> yeah. So it's like, I... uh, the stress, it would be so nice. No, I think, no, I totally agree with you that there's, there's nothing wrong. There is not, this isn't about right or wrong. This is about, who you are and what makes you unique and where where what is at your core because those are the things that we need to be confident in in fact i was just talking to a client today and i was like okay let's just break down attraction and i just went there because we were talking about a woman's worth and um this lady was telling me that she was embarrassed to go to the beach because her legs didn't look like they used to. And she felt like she needed to wear a sarong at the beach. And I mm. said, okay, dude, nobody cares. <laughs> and sure. I, I mean, obviously there's always exceptions to the rule, but, but here's the thing. We have been conditioned to believe that our value is in our legs and it is not. Mm -hmm. And even if you break down attraction, attraction actually has very minimal to do with your physical body. Because um, if you look at the research, we know that people are attracted to people that they would genetically make good babies with. Now, obviously, that's not always true, or we probably wouldn't have um, unhealthy babies born, which we do. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Back up, back up. Sorry. You're unconsciously attracted to someone that you think would you would make the best babies with? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Um, that's that's one um factor. Another factor that we know is that you are attracted to what is familiar. So I tell people like, you know the phrase, once you go black, you never go back. It's mm -hmm. not because of the reason that people say that it is. It's because once you get familiar with something different, you are now familiar with it. So you are now more likely to find it attractive. So uh, people tend to be attracted to what they are familiar with. People operating the way that they're used to. People watching the shows that they're used to. Listening to the music that they're used to. Um, holding the same family values, whatever. Um, so familiarity is also attractive to people. So we have genetics, we have familiarity. And then from my work, I have also discovered that there is an underlying unconscious energy reading that goes on between people. And if, for example, if a woman has been abused in all of her relationships and we took five men and lined them up and said, which man are you most attracted to? She would probably pick the abusive man out of <laughs> out of the crowd. That to that completely makes sense to me. Yep, yep, yep. That resonates so deeply. Yes, Oof, and, and it yeah. happens on a very unconscious level because if you if you've ever worked with uh, women who have been abused, they will tell you in every relationship when it begins, "Oh, this guy's different." And then he turns out to be the exact same thing. So, <laughs> and then women will say, and, and men say too, do I have a sign on my forehead that says abuse me? Yeah, you kind of do because you carry abuse in your energy and abusers 
unconsciously are looking for that energy and you're unconsciously looking for that familiar energy. Does it make sense? So what in there of those three components of attraction has anything to do with your physical body? Ooh, that's good. I also remember you saying people, you teach people how to treat you. Yes. If, if you know, the if energy is like too frou-frou, people will be like, what do you mean energy? Do I walk in a room? You know, like whatever. No, it's, it's, it's that too. It's energy, self-esteem, your vibration, your frequency, your, uh, the, you know, your beliefs in yourself. You yeah. know that, right? That you, you teach other people how to treat you. And for a long time, when I struggled with self-esteem a lot, I dated terrible people because I allowed them and they treated me poorly, not because maybe it might their fault, whatever. It's not, a, you know, I'm not trying to blame who, who's at fault. But um, I also taught them it was okay to treat me that way because I would come back anyway. They could yell at me. They could hit me. They could do whatever. I would come back anyway. Um, so I just allowed them to treat me that way. It's This is a totally different topic, but it's interesting you brought that up because something that's been coming up for me a lot lately is how capable people are of being better and being different if you require that of them. Mm. And I think that we almost like fail each other sometimes by not requiring people to treat us better and behave better. This actually goes full circle with the beginning of my like crazy questioning of what core values were, because I was like, how do you know when you don't know yourself or you yeah, like, do we really know ourselves, right? Do I really know? Can I, at that time, if you bring me back 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and you bring me back to that moment, would you, would I be able to be even aware and say, no, I allowed him to treat, no, no, yes, I allowed him to treat me that way. I wouldn't have known that, but like, no, I wouldn't want to treat, I wouldn't want to choose a bad person to date. They end up being bad or something, right? Right. So you're not really even aware of it. So yeah. when you're talking about they live up to what you know, you give them the possibility to do or whatever, right? Like if you tell them, oh, here, I'm going to give you this higher position than they thought they were, um, they kind of fulfill that. Or if you're, let's say you're going skiing for the first time, but you go with like professionals, that day you're going to step up in your ski, you know, skills so much faster than you ever have. Because you're surrounded by people that bring you to that level, right? That's true. That used so to happen I to me in tennis. I'm not a good tennis player. I'm not going to lie. But when I played people that were good, I always played better. Yeah. So it's very interesting how you said that. You know, giving the room to perform. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. See, I so I've, I've, there are people that I've worked with that I did not think were going to change, but over time, their partner essentially required it of them and they had a choice like, okay, do I want to go through a terrible divorce or do I want to change? And, you know, some people choose divorce, <laughs> but some people, they are very capable and they they show what they're capable of it's it's really impressive 
Yeah. And I, I'm not for against divorce, whatever. I'm just for happiness. So if it's a, if it's happiness because your core values changed over time or some, the priority changed over time, or maybe you didn't realize it was that important to you until it became important to you. Um, and then working through it, so important, you know, or just being really authentic to yourself to admit yeah. like, you know what? Um, let's say if, if passion is a core value and, and this person's like, you know, this person kind of, um, he's really honest. He's super nice. He treats you well, but he's just really shy and quiet, you know? So he, it, he has no passion versus somebody that's very passionate, but you know, might lie a little bit here, white lies or da da da. you might do whatever, but they're so passionate that they value that so much. It's just like, it's such a huge attraction, right? Uh, so just for, I don't know. I don't think there's right or wrong. That makes all these interesting couples and interesting pairs, you know? Oh yeah. I totally agree. I don't, I don't think divorce is right or wrong. I'm just saying that, uh, I think that when we require, it's like a, when you're in school, um, if your teacher requires you to do a bunch of work, you don't have a choice. You're going to do the work and you're probably going to, well, for me anyway, I, I remember teachers that required more of me and they got more of me. And the ones that were just sort of skating by, I also just skated by. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm following your lead here. You, you tell me what we're doing. You're the teacher. Yeah. So some people got really hard work out of me and good work, which was great because then I showed myself what I was really capable of. And then some people just took the bare minimum. Or do you think that might happen the other way around? Some people might go, oh, my God, there's too much pressure and they end up freezing. Probably. I'm sure there's endless possibilities of people's responses. Um, but ultimately... I do believe every single human being is capable of a lot more than they think they are. If somebody freezes, that's because they're anxious and they don't think they're capable. Um, but maybe they're just not ready yet. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting how you keep emphasizing that, um, you know, attraction is not phys is not physical. And if, whatever I look at, right, people like partners are together because and they stick together and they're happy, and whatever, it's because they always say, oh, we have the same values. We have the same core values or whatever. Right. And you make and you look it up, literally just Google it, look up core values or list of core values or whatever examples of core values. And all of these words that you're seeing, like leadership, learning, loyalty, fun, friendships, generosity, curiosity, community, balance, bravery, you know, all these things, none of them have ha, talk about what you look like tall yeah. none of them say tall skinny yeah you know nice hair big schlong <laughs> none of them say that <laughs> wait let me review let me review the last one real quick let me see if that's a core value <laughs> <laughs> hold on we need to take a poll yeah <laughs> uh in pun intended yeah that's hilarious um yeah we we think that things are attractive based on what we've been exposed to 
Um, and we've talked about this before as far as like other countries finding different things attractive. But even in our own country, we used to find being plus size more attractive because that indicated that people were more affluent. So mm. our standards have changed and we just we just go with whatever mm -hmm. our culture is teaching us essentially mm -hmm. so funny hmm. so there's so universal attractive universally attractive people and standards and the symmetry and all that shit that that you can like literally mathematically explain and that's fine. Like physical appearance. Sure. We can all agree. This is an attractive person, but does that, does that make or break a relationship? Does that make or break even your sexual chemistry or your personality chemistry? No, it doesn't. And sometimes you see like a couple and you go, man, they look so different. Like they're mis mismatched, right? Oh, they're the hilarious comedian. She is so funny. Taylor Tom Tom Thomason. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, hilarious. In one of her Netflix specials, she's she talks about having a couple that doesn't really match, and it's like uh, chocolate covered raisins, right? Cool. And then she, yeah, one person's the raisin, the other person's the chocolate, and you go, you go, how did you know how did raisin get chocolate? Like I could see if raisin got with oatmeal, cool, I I get that, but chocolate, I could I could see you with toffee i could see you with coffee and caramel and the sexiness right <laughs> that's but hilarious ra but raisin chocolate <laughs> anybody you would choose raisin and i'm just die i was dying i was crying right um but really if you think about it maybe it's the core values because mm -hmm. raisinets are very popular <laughs> yes they uh, are I said it with so much passion, like I meant something behind it. <laughs> I mean, I don't care for them, but that's okay. They're just not for me. Wait, you don't like it? Raisinets, no. Nature's candy and chocolate? Yeah. Yes, please, all day. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to start making me cough up in here. <laughs> Are you sick? Only at night. At night, I have a cough. I don't know what's going on. I blame it, my children. Oh, as I say, maybe the humidity, but you're—it's not dry over there. No, definitely not. But yeah, the the other thing is like a lot of times if we're not putting our worth into our physical appearance, we're putting it into our academic scores or our academic achievements or um, our career accomplishments, and none of those things make or break a person's value either so this is why i emphasize with people getting into figuring out who they are at their core because those are the things that you can be proud of those are the things that don't change no matter what if the economy crashes today and you lose 2.5 million in the stock market are you going to want to kill yourself because all of your value was wrapped up in that money or do you know who you are and what you're capable of? Mm. That is so important, especially when I was so depressed. I was like, how do I even know? Like, who am I without any of these things? 
And then people are like, you, you need to know, even if everything was taken away from you, all material things, all your um, degrees, all your blah, blah, anything that you've uh, identified with, right? That was outside, the external factors that you identified with. Um, if those were all taken away from me, I didn't know. I didn't know who I was, you know? And that was, I think it was really hard to get over my depression because I had to start from like zero. I was like, uh, where do I start? You know, so even getting looking at a list of these values kind of seems almost um like a joke like i'm okay fine i'm funny sometimes usually comedians don't say they're they're funny huh so maybe that makes me not funny <laughs> <laughs> that's not true they're very well known <laughs> for being funny i'm gonna say i have a good sense of humor there, there you, go. you go okay i appreciate humor but that doesn't make me valuable so that was hard for me to understand where my value was because it was always it was almost like transactional right um it was like here's a degree that's your transaction degree accept my degree I just accomplished something this this gave me value yeah you know so I had to either buy value or or, or you know earn value or whatever whatever it was I had to earn I guess earn value was the best thing but being born with value or just liking something like you know, having good sense of humor was always natural to me. So does that make me valuable? It was such a weird concept to me. Yeah, it does. It does actually, I think. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that you don't have worth if you don't have humor, but I'm saying that, uh, you know, if we were in a war zone, for example, like, I don't know if you've ever, I'm sure you've seen some of the war movies, like the um, soldiers often have, playful banter with each other even right before they enter the battlefield and that helps cut the tension so yeah it does have value mm. to have a sense of humor um but again it's not that you don't have value if you don't have humor you just have a different value set um but i ask people to consider if there was a crisis in the united states let's say the power grid went out I'm only using that one because it's a big conspiracy that people talk about a lot. But anyways, um, if there was a huge crisis, how would we get through it? And what would your value be? Mine would be that I would be willing to work with people. I would be willing to brainstorm and try to figure things out. I would be willing to work hard. Um, I mean, that I think that those things are really valuable. I'm pretty sure that you would be the same way too. You'd be like, all right, guys, let's get together. Let's figure this out. Let's see what we need to do. How can we help each other? You know, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. think uh, when you strip away everything, what are you left with? That's yeah. It. And it's a way tougher question than you'd think. Then, then it's it sounds you know it's 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 such a hard question to ask and also for me um that question is easier asked when i'm happy and in a better mood oh of course <laughs> but, yeah it's just like when you're sad and you're whatever you're like what is left of me <laughs> <laughs> we're nothing we're dust we're ants we're oh, done. Yeah, you go down a nihilistic hole real quick. What was it? There was a, this quote that was crazy. It was like, we're 
dust particles in a meat coat, um, like standing on a spinning rock going a million miles an hour. That's the fucking truth. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Crazy, right? It's fucking nuts. We're made of water and stardust. Like, what? And we're living on a rock that has, like, lava in the middle of it. <laughs> what is going on here? Oh, my God. When you say it like that, we're on a rock with lava that could kill anybody and just disintegrate anything. Yeah. What the hell is going on, dude? Fucking weird. It's so weird. But we're here and we're figuring it out. And like we've we've made a lot of accomplishments and built a lot of things. And the cool thing is that if we can survive, we can do it all again. That's crazy. I love that. And I just love your face. You're like, it's fucking weird. We're in a weird place. Oh yeah. Like what? And don't yeah. get me started on the aliens. Oh my god. <laughs> that has to be a separate episode, you guys. I think that's the end of this episode. <laughs> and we're gonna have to go now. <laughs> that's hilarious. God. Well, thanks for joining us again. I love this, Alicia. And I love you. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.